Hey, pod people. I'm Benjamin Alaco. And I'm Carrie. And this is Last Year's Horror. This is the podcast where we discuss horror movies that came out last year. This episode, we're going to be discussing a Netflix original movie that kind of believes that anyone involved in art museums or exhibits is a steaming pile of dog shit that deserves to be murdered by art. That's right. We're talking about Velvet Buzzsaw. Written and directed by Dan Gilroy. It stars Renee Russo, Jake Gyllenhaal, Zawe Ashton. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And there's some really awesome other people in here as well. Tony Collette, John Malkovich, etc. It was released on the streaming platform on February 1st of 2019. I really don't want to say this, but I guess I will. Time to hit that theme music, dog. (laughs) Perfect. Hit it. If it's not this year's, it must be last year's horror. Horror. It was a horrible year, but have no fear, it's just horror that we're talking about. Because if it's not this year's, it must be last year's horror. Horror. And if it is this year's, we'll talk about it next year on last year's horror. And we're back. To join in this discussion of our new favorite, I'm being sarcastic, movie, Velvet Buzzsaw, we have our really good friend, as in my comfort blanket, yes, I tell him this all the time, Josh Gideon. Hi, Josh. Hi, Josh. Hello. For those of you who are local to the Syracuse, New York area, I'm actually going to take a minute and be genuinely serious and plug Josh's business where (laughs) I may have used to work at a certain point. Uh, Gideon's Gallery. Oh, I did too. Yeah, should be <laughs> should be your first stop for secondhand furniture. You could really you could hear the genuineness come through <laughs> uh, the ear uh, earphones here, and I'd, I'd really thank you. That's humbling. Secondhand furniture, great prices, awesome. Josh is one of the best dudes that I know. We've been friends for a long time. Seriously, help him out. Go to his fucking business. Buy some fucking furniture. It's I amazing. Paid, I, I have paid. furniture. We the the table that we are at right now, I actually bought from Gideon's Gallery. I'm gonna add two things right there. Uh, I paid you twenty eight dollars to say all of that. On top of that, the beautiful table that we're currently sitting at, which is in truth what we're sitting at, is covered in a loincloth, which um <laughs> is hiding all the loincloth uh, would be the, for your dong. What is that? Doesn't that make you think of, what is that though? Is that what that is? It is covers that your junk. Yeah, yeah. It does? Yes. Yes. Like wow. Tarzan. All right. Well <laughs> Come to Gideon's Gallery for all your loincloth needs, I guess. I didn't know go. that. I learned something. Every day you learn something. Yeah, that's why you, uh, why you should think before you speak. All right. All right. Well, to kick off our discussion of Velvet Buzzsaw, um, we're going to start with a round of one minute or so spoil-free reviews. So if you haven't seen the movie, no worries. We're not going to do spoilers. Okay, so I'm still processing right now. Yeah. We just watched it. Um, we took a pee break, and then um, now we're sitting down and talking about it. Um, I'm going to say it's basically what I thought it was going to be. It, I didn't know it was an art movie until it started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, did, I, had, I, had, I knew nothing. No idea of the premise. I had no idea. I just knew I didn't like the title, <laughs> and I still don't really like the title. Um it's too porny. Uh, yeah. 
But we did get to see a lot of uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, so I guess yeah, it kind of fit. We got some buns. We got we, some well, thank you for touching fit buns. on that, because <laughs> I wrote two things before I even started watching the movie. I had two little yeah, things yeah. I wrote down. The first things I wrote on my little list of notes about the movie, uh, and, and I thought they would be clever dad puns. Yeah. Uh, I, I had, in case just in case I didn't like the movie, I had Velvet Buzz, or, or sorry, Buzz Nah. <laughs> and I also had a velvet butt butt saw, and 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 that very much plays. And what? Spoiler alert! Can we do one spoiler? Is that sure, okay? Sure. Uh, for all fans, I'll just cut it out. Of Jake Gyllenhaal's butt, <laughs> you may or may not see his butt. Yeah. There we go. I. Uh, that's big, a, huge spoiler. Huge that's actually the main thesis fit, of the movie. Shiny spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Moist. Are you describing him or you? The spoiler, oh. just the spoiler. Just the. <laughs> okay, so I guess uh, I guess I can try to give my spoiler-free review. I'm gonna say, okay. <clears throat> oh boy, this movie just feels pretentious as fuck to me. Even while it's trying to take down pretentious people, it just it it it. Everything that it says about art and commerce, all I want to say about it is that It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia did it better. Agreed. And <laughs> I also had a very similar note because I realized I never actually said my spoil-free review other than making fun of the title. And yeah, that's like the, the second thing I wrote. I wrote, good cast. I like the opening sequence. But is it also pretentious? And then we just went from there. It's not scary. I. It just feels like there's... As I'm watching it, I'm going, what the, f what is this? Is this a horror movie? Is it a horror comedy? It's not funny enough to be a comedy. Josh, what's your spoiler free review? So, so I wasn't aware that this was a spoiler free, um, uh, podcast. So just, I, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to edit <laughs> down about 90% of what I wrote. <laughs> Uh, just the first, just a minute, here, and then we'll get into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, so here, Except for you, you can't talk about any spoilers. Oh, no God, plot for you. Really tough. It's really tough. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm, again, I gotta remember uh, to just keep this this short. My first impressions on this movie. Um, I, again, like Carrie, I didn't know anything about it going in. Um, not at least, very, you know, just I knew it was an art movie. Something, something about art. Yeah. Right. I love Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, I like his stuff. Um, I think his acting was fantastic. Um, I guess the gist I got of this movie at the end of it, the later half of the movie was enjoyable for all the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, to me, it felt honestly like something that you would watch, like a a, a thirty minute like black uh, black mirror yes. uh, episode. And, and I was like, at the end of this movie, I was like, this is a perfect format for that. Yeah. But it was a two hour movie that just drew out way too much it didn't it didn't grab you in the right places it, it yeah. didn't do anything for me so hey josh not a big fan i think you nailed it yeah yeah okay no literally well, we're done everyone that's great thanks for having me on I'm, mazel tov let's hey, go right. good job guys we're, we're done yeah okay. maybe if they put more of jill and hall's buns in there it would have been fine yeah i think a little bit more reward you know more <laughs> jakey buns <laughs> That's, okay. <laughs> if he ever goes into porn, that's what he's going to go by. Jakey Buns. Jakey Buns. <laughs> Jakey Buns. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to discuss the movie in more detail. So if you haven't seen it and after this you still want to, uh, <laughs> go ahead and pause the podcast and come back when you're ready. Okay. So Velvet Buzzsaw. 
I will say that the my first impressions with this when it begins, I'm like, I like the music, I like the sound, I like the art style. We get like some pretty cool credits, and totally, yeah. you know, and we are introduced to the art gallery. We're introduced to Jake Gyllenhaal's character Morph, which is just was it Mort or Morph? Morph. If it makes you guys feel any smarter, I had no idea what his name was the entire movie. I didn't <laughs> care enough to. <laughs> but we get like this. I think it's supposed to be an exhibition happening at this particular exhibit or art museum or whatever. I think it's an art show. Yeah, so it's an art show at a art venue. Yeah, they do have like um like kind of like exhibit things for like art directors Ooh. where you can go and buy stuff for and I think that's what it is. I appreciate the fact that this movie has a lot of awesome art in it like the art that they show and that people are sort of wowed by when you look at it some of those paintings you look at them and you're just thinking this is actually really powerful i get why these people are kind of wowed by this picture of these kids here or whatever so that is a nice aspect the visual uh, yeah the visuals the Production quality is great in this movie. Yeah, I mean, that the, the sad part for me, and uh, I'm not speaking for you two, but like, that was the most engaging part yeah. of this movie up until, like I said, I, the, the latter half of the movie was um, a little bit... Well, I, I mean, if you're going to compare the second half to the first, are you okay? Are you going to make it? Ben's making some sounds. Uh, I just had to... With an orifice. It's my, it's my stomach a little... It's a little touchy today. Okay, so we're introduced to the art museum. We're introduced to the people who populate this place. I don't know about you guys, but I was mostly thinking in that opening scene, whether or not it was intentional, what the fuck are these people talking about? I think that's, like, intentional. I think yeah. it was trying to play up, like, that snobbery and that, like, pretentious bullshit that happens a lot because you were, like, picking up on people's conversations where they're like, how does this make you feel? And I was like, that is what you hear when you go to art museums. And yes, like, it's true. You hear it for a reason. Art moves you. But, like, it was it was kind of ch- tongue-in-cheek there, and I really yeah. liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was trying to figure out how much of this movie... Uh, was focused on character development mm-hmm. and how much was trying to actually tie in the horror aspects of yeah. the movie. And and I thought the movie was in a lot of times trying to be something else. And I was like, what am I watching? Am yeah. I watching, am I watching like a slow character de- development? Am I watching? And I think they tried to meld the two and, and I really don't think it translated no. well. Like it just, it yeah. was very like the, each scene was juxtaposed in terms of what, like what you thought you were watching. And I didn't yeah. think it was. Yeah. Yeah, everyone is kind of like Patrick Bateman-y. Like yeah. you don't like them enough yeah. but to they're not like deep enough to that's go what I mean. beyond that. Like they're very yeah. surface. Like you don't really like them enough to like care or get feelings about them. Like it's a really poor job of character development, I yeah. think. Especially when it's going so slow and like they get killed off so fast towards yeah. the end, like Josh was laughing that whole time and I was agreeing with him. I was like, this is the best part. Yeah. Well, especially in those, you know, early parts of the movie where it's just laying down the groundwork, but there's nothing really happening. It's just, I I understand they're trying to uh, introduce us to this world and okay, I'm there, but then do something with it. And it takes so long. And one of the things I was thinking about as I was watching it for the second time was, man, 
this movie does not have much of a plot. And it was something I thought the first time I watched it, but this time in particular, I was thinking about it in terms of the podcast, and I was like, this is going to be a hard one to walk us through the plot because you just almost have to do a scene-by-scene list because each scene doesn't always progress the plot. It's just kind of there, yeah. and there's someone talking, and they're talking about someone in someone else's art, and they're competing for someone's art in a showcase, and you're like, I don't have any idea what the stakes are for this. I don't care about whose art is showing where uh can we just get to something right. it, I'm, I'm right there with you yeah the stakes are money right which is like just not enough no it's almost like they they try to throw too much uh information at you in a very short time frame to, to to satisfy you're like oh this person means this to this person yeah and and i was just like okay great but like it just I just think there was some scenes where you're like, why do I care that this yeah. person is in a relationship with this person? Why do I care that they're talking about it? Just, it just, yep. again, what am I watching? Is it horror? Is it, yeah. is it a, a, you know? Yeah, I kind of just wanted to throw out one thing. I will say I was a little annoyed. Um, I, I love Jake Gyllenhaal. I love him so much, but he was a total Andy Warhol knockoff. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sh- like I I'm pretty sure he was trying to be Andy Warhol. Anyway, you said that in the beginning of the movie, like yeah. he grabbed you. It was one of like, the first things. Even like the way he was walking, like the the haircut, like the bangs. I don't know. All right, so we learn that uh, basically Jake Gyllenhaal's character Morph, mm-hmm. he's like the god in their world because right. he is the one that writes all the articles that like makes people breaks them. Writers are so powerful. That's right. (laughs) So (laughs) I marked him as like the God figure. Okay. And then the Brit British chick, Josephina, Josephina, she's like the, the prodigy. So after that first opening scene, we go to where Josephina works and we basically learn more about like the douchebaggery that is, Douchebaggery. Douchebaggery. Because you get bogged down in the yes. douches. I like it. <laughs> it's a bog, a bog of douches, if you will. <laughs> of um, yes. Of those like commercial side of yeah. Should we call it fine art or should we just call it art? Like it's bit commercial art, I guess. New York City. We're in L.A. L.A. New York City. I don't think that was ever distinguished. How did you? Did you? Oh, was, was it just from the long, big shots of the? No, oh, they mentioned they, did show the cityscapes. Yeah, they mentioned yeah. L.A. and then the museum was mu- modern art L.A. Uh, yeah, so then we're introduced there. Nothing really happens. We get just information about people having interest in various things about art, whatever. Eventually, Josefina has been struggling to kind of make a name for herself. There's this other character that. Uh, I want to call her Regina, but her real... What was it? Re, re, what the fuck was her name? Oh, my God. Is it Adora? Like, Redora. Redora. Yeah. What is... That's not an... Okay. So, Redora is the queen of that particular art museum, and Josephina... It's not a museum. It's a, they sell art. Like, they're brokers. What's that kinda. called? They, like... Um, they oh, represent uh, people. The, uh, uh, yeah, hold on. The Z, the V, the... It had it printed the on the boxes. Yeah. Vine, the V, the Z. I'm out. I was. She I, represents artists. Hive. 
I feel like I'm so I'm so far removed from this world that I didn't understand the mechanics of what these people really were doing. I was like, is 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 she an agent? Are Uh, they agents and they're agents and they display people's work? Well, they don't display the work. They people mention having clients. So they they represent the artist and then they get them showcased. Okay. In museums, and then they also sell their work for them at to their rich, own venues. Yeah, to rich people. Gotcha. So they are kind of like what we would consider an agent in the writing world. Yeah. To the movie's credit, there's no way to easily show that without a whole lot of annoying exposition. But Josephina is supposedly the protege of Redora. Redora. <laughs> of Redora. So. Uh, Josephina gets reamed out by Redora because something. Uh, she was late to work because she found a dead guy. Yeah, and we it, it's because... And, and in that speech, she's like, oh, you're chronically late. I've lost faith in you. And Josephina essentially takes this art out of this dead guy's apartment. The dead guy has already been established, but she hasn't... She's seen some arty things, maybe, or something. Hmm. So she's on her way to work. And she sees a dead guy in the hallway. So she goes, well, no. Well, we don't know he's dead. Lies. Hmm. She sees his cane on the ground. Oh, that's She hmm. goes up the stairs. Yeah. Then she finds him. Mm-hmm. She touches him. She's and abnormally calm for the record. She is very she calm. Yeah. After that body. She touches him. Ooh, and body. Not sexually. Ooh, no. She body. touches his shoulder, I guess, to see if he <laughs> is still guy. alive. Favorite. Touches. Okay. So then (laughs) one of the other people that lives in the apartment complex sees her doing this and goes, is he okay? And then she's like, oh, call 911. So then she's late to going to work. So then she gets home from work. She drinks a huge bottle of wine. She goes downstairs to the mail area, which is a good piece of furniture. Mm Strash and I mentioned that. I did like that furniture. She meets a man. I assumed it was like the super and he's like, do you want all the information about this man who just died? Because yeah. here it is. <laughs> so he tells her that the guy who died was an artist and that they're supposed to like burn his stuff because he explicitly left a note saying that. Unprompted, he says all of this. Yes, unprompted. And she's just kind of staring at him like he's crazy, which he kind of is. So she goes back upstairs. She starts to go to her apartment because she asked about the cat. She saw the cat earlier. And she goes, what's going to happen to his cat? And the guy's like, I don't know. So she decides to go upstairs because she hears the cat meowing. So she just lets herself into the apartment. It's not locked. It's open. Mm -hmm. And that's where she finds all his art. And she decides it is worth stealing. My art now. For the record. Thanks for this art, dead guy. When a person dies. Yeah. Number one, I would assume a police officer has to show up. There's like a whole thing. There's tape. The door maybe gets locked. Like they literally, I just to progress the scene, they were just like, oh my God, look at that. The door's unlocked and uh, everything's everywhere and there's no like, you know, yeah. like it was just like a, it didn't make sense. It just, I, I, the believability of that. I yeah. guess that's, that's where I, it, the scenes lose me in movies where you look at that and you go, wait, hold on. Whoa, yeah. time out. Like if that's me and I croak. Like, someone just gets to walk in and be like, what's going on in here? Like, no. 
you know? Well, I anyway. found his dead body. That means that I get his stuff. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. how it works. That's obvious. That's the natural progression of how it works when you live in an apartment and you're alone. You just, your neighbors get to walk over and go, well, this is mine now. Oh, crap. It's open season. <laughs> Take yeah. their stuff. Who wants the TV? Oh, man. Also, uh, let's go back a step uh, here. When you live in an apartment, and, and I, I think we could, we've all lived in apartments, but mm. like you may not know your neighbors personally, but like you know something about them, right? You like, usually no, like, at least see no them. Oh, do you not no know your comment. neighbors? Oh. We we refuse no to comment. acknowledge our neighbors half the time. It's it's well, uh, I have had problematic exchanges <laughs> with. <laughs> I'm gonna. This is divulging into a totally different. Yeah, we have some some fun stuff to show you after oh, the show. All right, okay. like I'll, we have physical will... evidence of some creepy neighbor oh, situation where some guy wanted to have sex with Ben. So we're going to move on. I don't know about this. Wait. Well, hold on, viewers or listeners. We don't know he wanted hold on, let's go back sex to this. with my butt. Hold we on. just this know is what's the podcast that right here. he was very forward and he kept sliding notes under our with door. With his number. With his number saying like, sup. All right. This is a weird time to have to admit sup. this, but that was me. <laughs> I love you, buddy. What can I say? I just, I want you to feel loved. And uh, yes, did I go about it in the best way? Probably not. But, you could have uh, just said, hey, you know. Gideon's Gallery for all your furniture. <laughs> all your furniture needs. Yep, that's a great way to. But that is a true story about, about our neighbors. So I do understand people not wanting to okay, know fine. anything about their neighbors. I'll let that one I get slide. it. Right. So we're. Obviously, we don't know anything about this dude other than he's dead and he has a cat. But from the fact that his art is burning, literally, in in the fire, like, well, the ashes of the fire that oh, he started. Right. They st yeah. stoked or something, yep. right? Yeah. And then there's, like, all these eyes. And so we're assuming there's something a little off. I put, I wrote down vintage creepo art. <laughs> It's like that's, Ben. That's actually very perceptive. That's the exact terminology that I use in my store to sell that type of art. So that's wow. You, excuse me. Do you guys sell vintage creepo art here? Oh my gosh! It's our top seller. That's, thank Fantastic. you for asking. Let me show you right this way. I just want to say that um, I did not enjoy uh, the next scene where Jake and that chick mm -hmm. like are supposed to have had sex and are in love with each other and, or they're not in love with each other but they they have like, feelings for each other and i'm like that doesn't i i don't who cares yeah, yeah. why does that it, it was just weird it wasn't even organic i mean like yeah, it, just, it was not organic it wasn't relevant to the plot it wasn't yeah. organic they were just like oh these two people love to it's like eh? like yeah what does that do all it did was it gave her away to show him the dead man's artwork. Right. And it gave her her vesseling starting off point for getting what she wanted and turning into a horrible person. Basically, yeah. art turned you into a horrible person. <laughs> and, and, and I, so here's the thing. It's funny you say that. So like in the beginning of the movie, just to go back a step, the first scene we're introduced to her uh, character, she is uh, told that her... Um, her uh, boyfriend was uh, random phone call she gets, but from who knows uh, a friend uh, says, "I saw your boyfriend in a bar and he's cheating on you." And she's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and like you for a second, you're like, "But like for you know for anyone that like I just like I emoted there. I was like, oh man, that sucks. Yeah. Like she's gonna cheated on. Like that's not cool." And then. All of a sudden, like right after that, you're like, all right, all right. you know, like your situation, you're like you're putting yourself in a situation, situation where you can you can be empathetic to this person. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, every little 
point in the movie beyond that they were like this is why she's a terrible person and they make her yeah. into the like she began this uh, almost villainous character um and i don't know if that was her way of dealing with the fact that her boyfriend uh, cheated on her but like she, you just felt for her and then all of a sudden they were like but wait a minute she's also awful and i was like what so it make sense. the awfulest she kind of becomes the central bad person almost i didn't know if they were trying to say the the evil art turned her bad that's what i was thinking too no greed turned her bad yes it greed. was greed yeah or or a naked jake gyllenhaal who right his but, wiener but she a, changed her mind on that listening effect could you say that his buns are a form of art oh and that that art turned her evil wow it was never the paintings <laughs> 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 well we did we did learn that um in the scene that jake's bod comes from lots of pilates and a peloton, peloton. jake listen balls i'm sorry i had to say that i just there was an opportunity i had to oh man a bunch of other stuff happens uh we have i wrote this line down it was i think josephina goes back to what the hell are we calling that place? Ex the hive. The hive. Josh remembered. It goes back to the hive and has an exchange with the bro working at the front who just kind of puts the paintings up. But he says at one point, I'm not just a man of primitive skills. See, I like they kept bringing up those that primitive. The primitive Primitive skills. They kept bringing what, it up. What, shitting on blue collar? Is uh, that yep. what they were doing out I, there? I believe so, yeah. They also, they kept talking about fucking primitiveness. Like, right. And then there's like the painting with the monkeys. And then like, Ooh. they were like, oh, the first caveman okay. paid a bone I to see. look at the picture. Like, I think it. Don't make me like this movie. They're trying <laughs> Listen, something. If they're trying to sell us on subtext, fuck them. Yeah, it's not this working. This movie did not fucking spell it out well it enough. Did yeah, not it didn't I understand that's the opposite of what subtext does. They, they kind of stopped after that, yeah. which I was like. You can't start something yeah. and then stop it. Wait a minute. Let's take a second here. And I just, there was, it, it, I don't know if anybody, it, it, I don't want to interrupt a thought. Nope, but go you ahead. Have something. I was just going to say, there there were some redeeming values. There were some, some parts of this movie where I went, you know, that was cool. That was dope. I thought we were done talking about Jake Gyllenhaal's butt. <sighs> it was good, though. Wasn't going to talk about it. <laughs> Sorry. But Sorry to interrupt you and do your I was going to talk about the rest of Jake Gyllenhaal. So. What about his boyfriend's was, buns? Um, also very nice. Uh, so, so... <laughs> They were, they were, they were wonderful. Um, one thing that I thought that they did, uh, kind of, um, uh, I don't know if it was discreet or not, or if it was meant to be obvious, but if you notice, there was a lot of graffiti and a lot of background art in, in the yeah. movie. And I noticed in every single one, they had this like uh, the, uh, central theme of like, they had like eyes in the, in the, you know, hmm. there like, was a the lot graffiti. of eyes. Yeah. Like things were watching you. And I think, I think that was kind of cohesive from scene to scene where you're just like okay cool there's this eerie feeling of being watched and like but i just don't think that they pushed like into yeah. that enough until the later half of the movie but that yeah. was something i thought that was kind of cool um to go along with the whole visual aspect of things that we enjoyed with the movie yeah so, so basically they try to set some stuff up here they're like that one chick is archiving and running spec specimen tests on the paint right. of the dead guy's art. Then there's like bleeding paint as she walks away. Um, that Coco chick, we see her kind of start to get more involved. Um, she like overhears a call about like 
the dead man actually being institutionalized. Can I jump in here too? Because as you're going through this, I just want to point out there are so many characters. Oh, yes. yes. Like it is hard to keep track of who everyone is and why we should care about it's them. It's hard to fucking care. It's, yeah. It is. That's why I'm just like hitting fast forward. And yeah. I'm fucking pissed. And I know you guys are too. And you're not saying it. They're not saying it. But they're, they're equally as mad. Say it, Ben. I'm seething. Why are you seething? Tell me. Because I know, I know why I'm seething. Because it's not a good movie. That and the fact that John motherfucking Malkovich oh, yeah. is in this goddamn movie. And I love that, man. He's a fantastic fantastic I actor. believe you said American Treasure why? or something when you yes. watched I didn't but I thought it and you are articulating what my thoughts are but why why was he in this movie just because you, it would engage you you're like oh hold up hold up hold up John Malkovich is in here this has got to be good why is he in this he didn't serve a purpose his character like, was no he was I, a I think that this movie in itself was just being super pretentious by having such a good cast and not right. really utilizing any of them yeah. yeah maybe that was supposedly part of the appeal of the script or something is we're gonna have all these side characters and each side character is someone really famous and then they just come and go and eventually most of them die and maybe that's supposed to be edgy or something but it just feels like they're constantly Listen, underutilized yeah, if you're going for volume deaths like if you're just yeah. like sheer like shock value like yeah the way they died in this movie uh it was fun to watch uh it, it wasn't fun because you disliked the characters it was just almost and they i think you mentioned it carrie i was laughing at the way they died like it was just funny it, there was hilarity in the movie and the way that some of these people went and maybe i'm appreciating some part of the movie that i shouldn't be for... no no i get what you're saying that yeah. makes me kind of like some of the actors a little bit more again i'm like all right maybe it wasn't pretentious all right all right take it back no, you shouldn't. It's pretty pretentious. <laughs> okay, so the big plot ploy here is that we find out that Jake Gyllenhaal's character is making a book about this dead guy. Right. And that is kind of what spurs the movie on and lets us find out all this creepy, quote, unquote, because it's not really creepy, background information on the dead guy. Yeah. And this whole plot, too, Just I just want to say it's very underutilized if you were telling me the premise for this story and told me that, what I would think is, cool, we're actually going to follow this guy, Morph, and he's going to uncover a mystery and it's going to unfold sort of the way that it might in just Zodiac. Just oh, Zodiac Jake, killer. Jake Gyllenhaal. Well, movie, I was right? going to say horror movie, quintessential horror movie that I could think of where mystery like this is used well is The Ring. You have something scary happening, you have a character investigating it, and it unfolds over time, and it's pretty creepy. I would think to myself, hey, okay, so let's focus on Morph and what's going on with Morph. And through him, we'll see the, you know, the uh, interconnected ongoing stuff that's happening in the art world, but also we're going to get the creepy... No, it's a sort of 30-second window where they unfold everything you need to know about the guy who died pretty early in the movie. And they're like, yeah, he was institutionalized. He killed his dad. And also, he's a bad person and he had a horrible home life and probably his art is haunted. We haven't even gotten to the first person to die and that's how the movie feels too. It takes so long before anything remotely horror happens. 
Yes. I'm not jumping I'm not jumping straight to the first killing because I just wanted to throw one thing out that I thought was kind of hilarious. Um, I loved that for, foreplay for um, Jake and Josephina was is art trashing slash yeah. write a bad review for me. That's, yeah. that's their foreplay. Sexy. All right. So we're back at another art show. It's like when the dead guys first couple of paintings are first revealed and it makes a huge splash and a huge stir and again that like primalness comes out because the paintings make everyone who's watching them feel or react like Malkovich's character who's sober grabs alcohol without even thinking about it and he starts stunned. drinking stunned and then he even like touches the art like for the yeah. record he didn't break any concentration with that when he grabbed that alcohol off the service tray it was smooth it was smooth as fuck and I don't even know if he knew what he was grabbing he was like I'll take one of those and yeah. he happened to he have just... a glass of alcohol he sense. sensed it. He, that he was his sixth sense. It was like sense. a Jedi Force. Primal. Yeah. That's what yeah. I said. Primal. Holy shit. Towards alcohol. Damn. <laughs> don't make me, like you said, Carrie, don't make me like this movie. It was primal. Son of a bitch. Oh, boy. So at the show, we also find out that Jake Gyllenhaal's character really did do a bad review for that chick's ex-boyfriend because he is also an artist or a hack, as mm -hmm. she kept saying in their foreplay. And that artist killed himself oh, and the other reviewers are giving him a hard time. Did he die? He's in a coma. Don't I don't know, know if he died. Yeah. They said he's but all... He, he crashed his car. because he, he was crushed? Question mark? <laughs> and then he was <laughs> physically crushed. That's like... another point where was I supposed to laugh when they said... He was crushed, and then Jake Gyllenhaal oh, goes like by the car, man. and they go by the review, and What's then they walk away. What's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. I, could, um, I could like that moment in another movie and laugh at it and have fun mm -hmm. with the movie. There was a couple of those in this movie. Yeah. Then we find out that the lady who's in charge of the hive, she is taking a lot of the pieces out because her plan is, since they're so popular, so moving, that by not revealing how many pieces they actually have, it will jack up the price, and then right. they can surprisingly be like, oh, we found more, like 10 years later, and yeah. gave them more money. So then we go to the installer guy, who you know they were making fun of, Blue Collar Man, who is going to take some of these pieces and hide them away. And then this is where our first real on-screen death happens. Finally. Well, I love that scene. It was I, my favorite part of the movie. Because there were monkeys involved? Dude, so many reasons. I'm going to let you talk. I'm going to just, yeah, I'll respond. Well, no, I I want to like that moment a lot more because it's the first horror thing. I think the the way that it set off was just really underwhelming to me because it's a guy smoking a cigarette in the moving vehicle, blows ash onto a thing or drops ash, and it seems that he's almost sitting on the painting and drops ash and it he's his shirt starts on fire and it's only his shirt though did you notice yeah, it's, it's only, only the shirt. painting and only his shirt <laughs> yep so which he rips off like super crazy while driving right and and then he crashes the car and no 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 no, no. It, it, it's it's it, listen it's awful that's why i loved it so much you you dislike it for all the reasons i love it there is so much on the nose that's happened like just so silly in terms of like what happened you're like yeah. he's got the painting next to him and then he's smoking the cigarette and he's like oh my god i fumbled the cigarette ha <laughs> ha and the ashes spark the fire and then i'm on fire and then he sorry. He left the part that he, he sees the ghost in the rear view. Oh, that's right. right. We have he a does. ghost in the mirror, yeah. or the the rear view mirror, 
and he's like, I don't know how brakes work. So <laughs> then he crashes going. into, Turn, I guess he turns <laughs> into a vacant building. Can I say though, were we supposed to think of something because the name of where he crashed, it is really largely written was humble. What? Humble. So oh, are we supposed Jesus. to pick up on something? I think you picked up on it. I definitely didn't. Because then I started looking for keywords throughout the rest of the movie, and it right. only really happens like one more time. Again, missed opportunity, if that's uh, what they're trying to do. What we're seeing basically is that the art is coming alive around these people now that Deese is uh, somehow in the picture. No pun intended. Ugh, I hate myself. So they, this guy is in this gas station. He's at that sink and he looks up and he sees the monkeys and cgi happens and the monkeys grab him and they pull him into the picture and that's the end of that guy rip (laughs) (laughs) so the they somehow contact the late the owner and they're like yeah we found his truck and then they go check out the truck because they're looking for the other art. They can't find it. It's like disappeared. Um, Did we establish that he's transporting the extra art? Did we say that? So he's that's what's in the I truck. Did. Yeah. So he's he's actually got the art. The extra art that's going to be put in storage is in the truck. That's why it comes to life and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I, I thought he was just stealing it originally. But he's, he wasn't. He, was he wasn't. Asked. Yeah. The next thing I really remember after them leaving the car lot is that um, the chick's competitor, Don John, or is it Don Don? John John or Don John. I don't even know. They call him John and they call him John Don or something. Yeah. John John. I don't know. I, I that That's the next note I have is that he goes over to Malkovich's art yeah. gallery and bends on the floor thinking the trash bag's are real art, which I thought was hilarious. I love moments like that where they're skewering the absurdity of the, this world work pretty well, but they don't, they just don't seem to do enough with it consistently. I noticed something in itself kind of making sense. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure you guys saw it. They focused the camera focused on it several times in this movie. Uh, the uh, woman that owned Hive, I don't remember name. Redora. Redora. Um, on her wrist, she had. Do you, do you remember what it was? It said "No death, no art." Yeah. 1983. I don't know what the date has anything to do with, but I thought, well, everyone's dying in this movie, so. Wasn't that the day she said she stopped making art? Was like the day after her friend OD'd because they owned the Velvet Buzzsaw, which is where the name came from. That was and, their band, and that she also had that tattooed on her neck. And right. then I thought something about 1983 was like when she kind of started making art or something it's never really covered (laughs) um (sighs) yeah again it's all it's all like mushed together and i have something about more people talking Mm -hmm. no he was at josephina's apartment and he was like your sofa is too low yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. and that's when she's like we find out she's like hiding the fact from jake that she knows there's more art because he's like There's none of his sketches. There's pieces missing. Yeah. And she's like, I would know I found it. But then she has like a guilty, not really guilty look on her face. She's like, go get champagne. Somewhere in here, too, it's established that the art that was in that truck has been probably stolen by a homeless camp 
that oh, was yeah. right where that truck crashed. So, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Coco goes to work for John John. Well, Coco's the what? The secretary? Coco is the girl from Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. She's the okay. secretary. Well, at first, it was kind assistant. of assistant. Yeah. yeah. At first, it, she, she, she wasn't going to get the job because she was, quote, too young. Right. But then she knew shit. Yeah. She had connections. Tony Collette, she's also in this and way underutilized. Tony Collette is amazing and she's just sort of there. She goes to a place somewhere and demands that Deese's work be shown because she has a stake in some paintings and also Money this... stake. <laughs> That's right. And also this weird sphere thing where people put their hands in and by the way Sensory, sensory. This yeah, yeah I like thing. the I love the concept of the sphere. It's a cool thing and I would well, I wouldn't do it though. For anyone who hasn't seen this movie, you put your hand it's into like a chrome an... orb. Yes, it's a it's literally a sphere. You put your hand into it and you feel various sensations depending on which hole you One pick. of them is Jake Gyllenhaal's butt cheek. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I just wanted to say about that, I would never do that because just think about how many grossos have put their hands in that thing. That's and right. I don't want to put my hands in there with all these grossos. People don't wash their hands after they touch their wieners, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying it. Do you they think, don't do it. Wait, wait, wait. In your mind, what do you think happened in this movie? Everyone went to the like went to the bathroom, touched their wieners, and were like, I'm going to go check that exhibit That's out, not a movie stuck... thing. That's real life. Guys. I, I get pretty do, do nervous. Newsflash. As as is... People touch their wieners in the day, in the bathroom, Daytime maybe outside touching? of the bathroom, and they don't wash their hands afterwards. So... I'm just gonna. You've seen it. I've seen it. I'm calling it out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's a lot of people that don't wash their hands. I'm not so... a germaphobe. It's just gross to me. Yeah. They just don't like wiener touching. There's. There's also like clam touching that. Yeah. Or pee on your oh, pee. Oh, don't say clam. I like clams. Don't ruin clams for me. I. I don't. Want... Oh boy. All right. So I'm just gonna dabbing that clam. Uh, yep. Oh, you ruined the seafood buffet for me. So thank All you right. very much. Well, so I was gonna say too, like. The thought of putting something in a hole, I'm like, why do I yeah. have to put my one of my body parts in a hole? No, thank you. I don't know what that hole is. I'm going to keep talking about holes and make you guys look at me funny. Yo, wait, quick <laughs> question. Maybe it's a dude Hold thing. On. All right. It might be. <laughs> so, <laughs> this has gotten the, very the, the orb, sexual. The orb, the very sexual. The orb, <laughs> the orb that people st stick their hands in. It has different sensory things, right? Right. Like you don't know. You don't know. It doesn't ever uh, allude to what they are. Right. But you know, different people stick their hands in different holes, and they feel different things. And they go, "Ooh!" And now this is gonna <laughs> this is gonna skip forward a little bit. But uh, at one point, Tony Collette, she yes. gets her arm chewed off yeah. in the movie. And what I wondered, and I don't know if you wondered as well, is like, what sensory hole did that to her? Like, right. what blades? Why are there things that can chew someone's you know what, arm off? You know what we yeah. should watch? In that machine. I, I think or, we should or, watch Teeth after this. Fuck that. No. I know what that's about. And no. <laughs> okay, so. All right, so we're moving on. Morph <laughs> goes to the veteran's hospital. He learns that Deese probably killed somebody that was mean to him and we also learn that john john has hired a pi to look into deese and this is when when we switch back to john john is when john john gets killed so he 
this was kind of cool leading up to his death. He gets stuck essentially in an art exhibit, which I thought was kind of cool. It's an attic and this projector is playing and nothing of consequence is really playing on the projector, but it kind of seals him in there and that's actually kind walls. of a freaky moment. Can yeah. We, can we can we say But the fourth wall yeah. appears. But can, can we say that's what bothers me the most is I'm sorry. No matter how scared I am, if a fucking wall and door appear out of nowhere, I'm not touching it. I'm turning away. Same later when she is standing in the parking lot and then an art gallery randomly appears. Yeah. What the fuck? Do not go. It was Spatial the time, awareness, right? people. Be aware of your surroundings. Put your phone down. So I have I have uh, I have two thoughts. Questions. Um the scene where the dude got hanged with yeah. the fourth wall that went up. Right? Yeah. So one is in my head uh, I was thinking there was a hand that came down from the heavens, right? Right. From the ceiling and it grabbed the dude. Yep. And it pulled him up. And then, but now in my head, I'm thinking, well, there was like, he had to like, there had to be another hand. He's like tying the knot around right. like something to hang him. And that just was kind of comical to me. And then the other thing is like the car that trapped her in uh, later on in the movie where she turns around and goes, oh my God, there's a uh, an art, art exhibit here. Art exhibit on you know sure. across from where I parked, and I didn't notice it. I'm just thinking to myself, like, how how did that work? Like, did he did his ghost like drive the car there and be like, I need to park her in so she notices this? I mean, the car door was unlocked. Bum, bum, <laughs> another unlocked door. Jordan Hill, you've got another Twilight oh episode. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, so, yeah, so John John gets up on a ladder or something to fix a flickering bulb. A hand comes down from the ceiling, grabs him, grabs his scarf. Somehow his scarf gets tied to the ceiling or something. People... Yeah, and so then he's dead, and Coco finds him. It looks like he hung himself. Looks like he hung himself. We are at the funeral, and Morph has some great lines at this funeral. I like Morph a lot because he's the worst. He's he's so, like fun to be around in this movie. I want to follow him around more. This is also when we start. Yeah, yeah this is also totally. when we start to see the a little bit of friction happening between him and Josephine because at right. this point Josephine kind of has what she wants from him. And she's like already moving on to like the next big artist where she's like, I'm working on the Deese piece. Like, I, that's me. But yeah, the, the good line I wrote down that Morph said is, I am not your mouthpiece. <laughs> so someone came up to him and like yelled at him for giving them a bad review. They're like, I can't believe you said it. And he goes, I am not your mouthpiece. That's <laughs> the best fucking line in the movie. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. His indignation in moments like that is just so funny. He also has some, the other great lines when they first enter this this uh, funeral, he's like, do we have to with the corny, uh, the corny organ music? And then he looks at the casket and he's like, really? In that color? I don't want to be buried in that in all eternity. God. And it's just great. I, I wrote, art is everywhere. Everything's art. Everywhere. art. <laughs> yeah. So there we go and they're having sex yes. under the painting. Yep. They're doing it. He looks up and sees a Deese painting. I assume that's a Deese painting. It is. It seems like any was art can be oh. evil in this, though. So maybe no. it is, yeah, maybe it isn't. I was too. I didn't know no, it, okay. all the evil ones are the Deese yeah. paintings and the ones that This move. is where we get the yeah, famous... Yeah, the orb wasn't a Deese. And, oh, yeah, and the monkeys weren't either. Jill and Hall, yeah. buns. But, okay, but... 
The one that we saw was one of the ones that they showed in his apartment because okay. the ones that they kept showing that people were attracted to the most like were ones that we saw either when the art first arrived at the gallery so we knew it was Dees or like in his yeah. apartment. Okay, yeah. So it tries to grab him. He is convinced that he's seeing things. He's the only one who kind of is aware that something creepy is going on which makes you believe that he's the main character and he sort of is but he sort of isn't because there's so many other damn characters. Redora and John Malkovich have an exchange. Oh, wait, in... you missed where she tells him he's losing his eye and his edge and that his reviews aren't good anymore. Right. And then he's like, I'm going to go see the eye yeah, doctor what tomorrow. What the fuck was that about? That was mean. You're losing your edge, Jakey Buns. I know. So, you're right. And then Redora and John Malkovich at John Malkovich's studio again. And he's got this really lame canvas with these teardrop Crayola colors and it's pretty lame and she calls him out on it and she's like why don't you go to my beach house and hang out and do some art for yourself bro like she seems to get it you know which that's when she reads the letter to him where her best friend right. or whoever OD'd in 1983 and then she said that was the day she stopped making art so Morph gets glasses he... <laughs> he doesn't need glasses. The art doctor tells him something is improved, right. so he needs to come back at the end of the week or later that week. I don't right. know. He goes he to the eye doctor. What's it called? He uh, uh, diluted his... Uh, yeah. What did, what did they put Dilated his... Dilated. His uh, pupils. Uh, pupils. His diaphragm. <laughs> what do you think is happening? I thought he said diaphragm. He had, a, he had an eye baby, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah, okay. And then we kind of learn that Josephina is now hanging around with this other artist, the street artist guy who... He also sees it because he says if you stare at this long enough, the painting moves. Yeah, so the artists know, man. The artists are legit. I like him. I, I do like too. He's like my just, favorite. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I just, he's, he's a, a good dude. He's a good dude. That's yeah. Right. Mark Morph eventually goes to see that same analyst who was analyzing the paintings. She says that Deese has been using blood in his paintings. Yeah. So she, they go and they look at the guys. Yeah. And she says it's tissue. Like, I, I just, not tissue paper. Yeah. I just want to say I wrote down in my notes around this point. I don't remember exactly what kicked off this thought, but I just wrote down as that scene was going on. People's deaths don't mean anything. There's no possibility of escape. No meaning added. It's just time passing. The one thing that I wrote down, and this was a theory that I still stand by, is that the paintings were not made with this so-called blood additive. It was acid. Everyone that touched them or got around them <laughs> got this contact by. Everyone's imagining they're dying and freaking the or fuck fentanyl. out. This was, yeah, this was right. fentanyl. This was a, a clear-cut case, uh, and I apologize to anyone that is affected by the... Opioid yeah. crisis is serious. It's so real. Let's not I joke think, but... about doing that sweet-ass acid. Around this point, Tony Collette. Clifton. Tony Clifton gets his arm stuck in the sphere. We've already established that. Right afterwards, we learn that from Josephina, who's now actually maybe starting to realize some bad things are happening. I don't think she realizes bad things are happening. Not, I think she's Josephina. Josephina. Oh. I think she's a selfish bitch. Oh, yeah. But she's also like. The Deese exhibit is a hit. <laughs> it's no. a hit. She's, she's no. like numb about it. It's no. weird. No. I think she's numb because someone else died and it was her friend. 
and the kids were walking yeah, in the yeah. blood and everyone thought it was an art exhibit. Fantastic. That was great. Lovely. I wish there were more moments like this where they think that her dead body is part of an exhibit. And it's, again, those moments where it just fits with this sort of pseudo-critique of this world. It's so tongue-in-cheek. It's awesome. Yeah, and it's great. And these kids, it's so morbid. The kids are walking through the blood, and they're looking around, and they're like, ooh, such a cool exhibit. It and was such a it's tiny great. part of that movie, but those were the those were engaging moments. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... There's not enough of it. Yeah, but then, so this is why I think Josefina is doesn't really care. I think her soul's completely gone at this point. Yeah. Maybe because of the art. Maybe just because she yeah. never had one. I don't want to judge. I don't know. But right. um, she she's going through all of this, and you know, like we see it play out as her she's like talking, um, like the voiceover. And then she goes, and Deet's pieces are through the roof, and she kind of like smiles just yeah. a smidge, and then she only hangs up because there's a knock at her door, and we find out it's Gyllenhaal. Right. And then she breaks up with him. With what the, guy, the street like, artist dude yeah. who's holding a pepper it? grinder, which is fantastic. He no, just he's like, whisking what's up? eggs. What's up, man? <laughs> yeah, he's, hey. he's like holding this. I, I, Yeah, he was whisking eggs, but at a certain point, Jake Gyllenhaal's just staring at him, and he's staring back, and he's got this pepper grinder. <laughs> I, and he's love, just like, I love that scene when Jake Gyllenhaal's like, I take back everything I say about your artwork. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. It's, it was it's great. a nothing yeah. thing, Again, but like he's in Indignation. Yeah. Guys like, ah, yeah, okay. Yeah, he's like, whatever. <laughs> whatever, dude wants a I, I wrote down in my notes, I said, Morph losing it is entertaining, and I underlined entertaining. Like, if nothing else, I was like, Jake, act it up, man. You, you go for it. I don't know if this is before that scene or right after, but he also then, after the death and, like, all the crazy stuff that's going on, he has to go to, like, an art exhibit thing that he's been putting off to write a review for. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And that's when I wrote, selling art. So much art selling. Like... So I wrote all artists are narcissists. All art exhibits are about money. That's what this movie's yes. saying. That's not real, but that's what this movie is saying. Right. So he's in that weird little room and it, it's supposed to be whale sounds, but he's just hearing himself critiquing other artists and then other critiquers critiquing. So, you know, he's like facing his own demons at this moment. And then um, when he leaves, it's another one of those words that caught my attention. What? what was it? He walks out of that um, art exhibit. He walks onto Hope Street. So it was last one. Was it humble? What was the first one you mentioned? Be humble. humble. No, humble. it was just humble. We're not singing the Sit song. Sit down. I don't want to sing right now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's humble and hope. Hold up! Hold up! Hold up, bitch! Okay. <laughs> we're gonna cut that out. No, we're not. I think no, we should leave no, that. No, staying. Hold up. <laughs> We find out that Deese's collection um, is like an eight-figure collection at this point. And I think that's when... Oh, oof. Did they? I, oof, that part. Eight-figure collection. Eight figures. And that's when I think... Then we're talking about like that warning. And then there's that line where she says, Redora, what's her name? Redora. The yeah. worst names Fedora? for people. Yeah. yeah. Fedora, John John, Morph. Morph. <laughs> It's artistic. Yeah. Artist. Oh. Well, she says... They don't change the names in college. She says... I'm going to take your boobs away from you. She says, all art is dangerous, more 
I wrote Mort because right. I thought that was his name. <laughs> I wish his name was Mort. And then she said, we peddle perception. Because he's yeah. trying to tell her, like, did you know this guy said he wanted all his art destroyed? And she's like, I don't care if we're selling it. It's eight figures. Who the fuck comes up with that number? Like eight figures? Yeah. Like, did, like how do how do they base that? I just it's crazy. It's, it's like, all smoke and mirrors, my friend. It's all people like Mort who decide how much something is worth. Yeah, Mort. Guys, that's why he's the Mort guy. Mort from Bob's Burgers. Is deciding all this shit. Yes, he is. And then he cremates your body. Morph is destroying his career because he's saying, I'm going to write this article that's going to explain all of this. And it's going to make me look like an asshole and an idiot and a fool. And he does. He goes ahead and he posts it. And Can I interrupt for a second? Yep. Because I almost flipped my chair out of anger. Whoa. <laughs> what scene was this? <laughs> Something that I said? Or just like Sorry. right now. Just you know, I just, I was looking at my notes and I remembered and then I almost just flew my chair behind me. But um, <laughs> uh, can we talk about how it is ridiculous that Morph has that flip phone and yeah. that. <laughs> Dude. And, and, and that shitty ass mid-century looking apartment decor. Love it. Follow-up question. <laughs> Did you notice Mort, Morph, oh, God damn it, I want to say Mort now. <laughs> Morph, Morph driving in this car. Did you notice? Everyone's got like AirPods, like, you yeah. know, and, and all this modern technology. And the, the, the offices in these places too, they're like, they're all like corded phones, which is fine. Like whatever, I, there's, there, that still exists. There's VOIP systems. Anyway, but if Morph is in the car and he's got this like nine, or maybe like 2004, 2005, like, I don't know if it's blue. It's a wired. Yeah, it's not Bluetooth. It's a, a wired headset he's like talking on. So yes. maybe that's artistic. I don't know. The Do artists. No. What are you guys trying to say about technology? people who have oh, rudimentary Oh, shit, that's phones. right. You have, Ben, you have, what kind of phone right See, now? See. I'm sorry. The reason why I don't <laughs> it's believe it. It's a Blackberry. It. <clears throat> it's a Blackberry. So well, you've upgraded, though. You were the MV3. Yeah. Recently. I did have a flip phone several so, months ago because I downgraded. So I feel like it works. I'm pretentious. Yes, Artist. it works for you. Um, you got the hipster thing going on, so that's fine. Rude. Morph, on the other hand. Rude. Morph, on the other hand, is a guy who constantly critiques everything, including yeah. how things look. And he's walking around with a motherfucking flip phone. But I yeah. think I think that's part of his insecurity. I think when we see him in that um, that that soundproof room, and then he's like, yeah, you know, hearing himself like, as a pretentious him. hipster. I will say, I look at people with iPhones and I'm like, Morph would never be caught dead with made, one of those goddamn iPhones. You, just made you Josh fucking cry. sell out. Fucking sell out. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going to meet you. So, Tim, Cook, we are seeking your endorsement for this podcast. <laughs> okay, so we learn that the street artist dude, he's leaving Redora and Josefina is all pissed off and then Josefina goes outside and tries to leave but her car has been blocked in and then I actually like this where the graffitied wall behind her sort of sinks back and becomes an art studio or not this studio, exhibit or so cool. yeah See, it was cool and she goes in there and then she gets graffitied to death. See, 
my problem was that's when I rolled my eyes and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Again, if I'm standing in a parking lot and I turn around to a spot that just had graffiti over it and then I turn around again and it's an art studio with some like window. I'm like, I'm not going in there. Look, man. Why wouldn't you just go into like an art place that just appeared behind you? That's anyway, like gorilla she, shit, man. She like, dies. You gotta check it out. She dies and she turns she, to Dick Afridi. Do you and want to then, explain on how she fucking dies? Because that was fucking awesome. While she's dying, there's another death happening. That's Josh's favorite part. Yes. What? That your brings buddy. back your favorite character. Your buddy. We forgot to explain this. This <gasps> oh was in the gosh. opening uh. scene. <laughs> opening scene, this exhibit is introduced. Which I... We didn't touch on it, but it is... I, I agree. It's my favorite thing in the movie. You remind me of The Purge. Yeah. But I forgot earlier on. I was like, you know, it's really cool. There's like eyes in the background. There's graffiti and stuff like that. No, that wasn't the coolest part of the movie. That wasn't <laughs> what it was engaging. Do you want to know what was engaging? The beginning of this movie. They're in this art exhibit. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's the, I think it's uh-huh. the first scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? it, is. it is. And all the characters, they're all there. And they walk up to there's one there's one particular character I think it was Jake Gyllenhaal's yep. right yes. he walks up to this display it is an well I guess you could call it a robotic animatronic mm-hmm. uh, life form uh, that uh, when you walk close to it it interacts with you yeah. and it has ca- certain uh, catchphrases I suppose you could call them uh, I don't remember what he said so if you could help me out there it's very creepy He's I made blue. a railroad <laughs> I made I made a railroad <laughs> what else um, I believe in you yeah. and then he goes I can't save you and, and the weirdest part is I it, can't save you yeah I can't and it interacts <laughs> with you in the way like when you're close to it it like turns to you and it like stares at you with its dead robot eyes and it says all these things and like I I was like the name of the exhibit was well, hobo, hobo man, man. so he's great. wearing sort of a tattered movie. uniform thing and it it's... wasn't a uniform it was like an uncle sam costume okay yeah and you can see through to the robotic lights very and real things it's like very, very cool. humanistic like yeah. features like it's and uh, you see... He's on the, crutches, too. A robot on crutches. Oh. Fantastic. So while Josefina is dying, she... It's kind of hard to explain. Basically, the graffiti melts from the wall and seeps into her. And then she eventually becomes graffiti on the wall as well. And the weird art store thing closes. Yep. But while she's dying, she's on the phone with... Redeen... Re- God damn it. Fedora. Let's Redora. just... Fedora. Fedora. Like, call her Regina. I don't know. And she's... She's Hadley. Fedora. Yeah. They're, they're, like, talking about how the guy moved on, and Redora's like, good for him. Like, she's finally coming yeah, around. right. And she's kind of getting back into it just for the art, not for, like, the yeah, money. right. So that's, like, her redeeming uh, moment. But while Josefina's character is dying, Jake Gyllenhaal, his character, Morph, goes to his storage locker because he tried to warn Regina that she needs to get rid of all the art, that it was Deese's dying wish to burn it all because the art is... Which we knew from, like, minute 10 of this movie. Why was he at the storage locker again? So his his collection of Deese work was in his storage locker. So he went... Oh, he had some of the work. Yeah. Okay, I didn't realize that. So he went to destroy it. And while he's unloading or trying to load up a cart to get the Deese's art, Mr. Hobo Robot shows up. Hobo man. Straight up end of the hallway. Oh, like, he's just, just standing there's, 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 He's not moving. He's just, he's in his... Uh, uh, <laughs> yep. Boom. Yeah. And that, you know, the first time I saw that when, when he came on screen, I thought it was what, like one of those New York City like uh, entertainers. Yes. Right. Right. And, um, but then like he's, he's, uh, he's there at the end of the... Um, the corridor, if you will, 
yep. of the uh, storage unit and um, and just creepily standing there. And then, so here's one thing that always drives me nuts. I hate, I fucking hate this in horror movies. Someone's like, oh, you mentioned this with like the whole, like the whole, the guy in the room. Like, mm-hmm. and like people are like, oh, what? That's crazy. There's like a random robot standing in, like at the end of the hallway. Like, <laughs> I'm going to have to approach this. I guess I'll go look. Oh, wow. Real What's going close. on with you, robot? Like, no, like get away from the robot. Like, the, that's never yeah. appropriate to right. notice or engage with, well, first of all, any robot. I'm anti-robot. Let me take that stance. But. <laughs> wow. Yeah. For, you've heard it first. So but, rude. But he fucking walks up to the robot and he's like inquisitively like looking at it. And then of course, like what happens? The robot's like, I'm alive. And like, and so he turns to, he turns to Jake and he says his, his catchphrase. I can't save you. Does he say I can't save you or I can Ooh. save you? I couldn't distinguish. I can't because I like that. Yeah, they mentioned. I can't save you. They mentioned at the beginning that it's part of like the destruction of America, how right. like, it's dying. Uh, but anyway, the the long and short of this is that the robot crutch man, uh, hobo man, hobo, hobo man. man, hobo man, with crutch uh, uh, crutches. Uh, those are additional accessories, uh, not included. <laughs> with kid. But he uh, he takes a. Cr- oh, it's so fucking cool! I love this scene. Uh, he takes the fucking cr- one crutch and he like like Jake Gyllenhaal's like oh no I shouldn't have walked up to you <laughs> and the, the hobo man shoves a crutch like right next to his head and he's like oh my god like I'm getting trapped and he's like I guess I'll turn the other way where there's not a crutch and then the hobo man also shoves another crutch to the right of him which it's so obvious it's gonna happen yeah yeah but, but it's, it's so great. fun yeah yeah because there's uh, from moment one, when you see Hobo Man, you're like, when is this thing going to like Sentient. destroy somebody yes. or something? See? I must destroy. Destroy. Is I was going to say, this was the like only scene in the movie where I was pleasantly surprised. Because I feel like everything else you can kind of guess. Yeah. But then when I saw the robot, I was like, oh my God, that's so funny. That's a good throwback. And then I was like, of course, Jake Gyllenhaal is going to survive. He's like the main character. But nope, he almost get butts raped against the wall. He was very sexual. (laughs) I mean, did you guys think that the movie was doing sort of a thing there where it's kind of a pose where he's pushed up against the wall with the hobo man behind him it seems very entering him yes seems a little rapey uh, and, yes and we do know that morph had a boyfriend so he's at least bisexual it kind of just makes me uncomfortable to be like is this it's a trope and it's an unfortunate trope that gay people or or queer people are essentially killed for the sake of sake of a plot oh device yeah in in a way it's a it's a movie's way of almost condemning their sexuality and punishing them and killing them for it that's, that's like a, a known beautiful thing. way to word it yeah you guys are reading way too far into this he just got he just got did in the butt by a robot <laughs> that's not even anything that's i don't even is that robosexual like that, <gasps> i'm pretty sure there's gonna be some laws soon about Sex with robots, but Gideon's gallery. Maybe Check it out. Should... <laughs> <laughs> That's your robosexual needs. Uh, so. I mean, but I will say there. I have a question. I have questions and concerns about that moment. But yeah, so Robo uh, Hobo Man, Hobo Robo Man, Hobo Robo Robo Hobo Man Robo. kills Jake Gyllenhaal's character Morph, and I do agree that it's somewhat shocking in that moment. But I also feel like it's a problem with the movie that the deaths are consistently so arbitrary and it's another moment where Jake Gyllenhaal's death in the movie is maybe the most surprising 
but also to me the most arbitrary because I'm like, yes, he why he was the only connection that I had to this movie, it's, and he's not even a good person. He's just kind of entertaining to be around. It's her tattoos, no death, no art, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, so, like every art kills. That's how the art kills. I also, I mean, technically, yeah. technically, what Jake said was in his character. Morph said was that everyone who was trying to make money from the art and push his art was dying right and he who pushed, profited from yes he was profiting from his artwork and he was pushing it he was trying to write a book he wrote a blog post so he did it to himself he had to die he's got to die Redora's at her house and she has removed all art i think they say 47 pieces so all her art is gone because now oh, because she... she almost got killed by a piece of art oh yeah yeah so during the simultaneous deaths of Josefina and Morph, she was also almost killed. Something almost fell on her because her naked cat led her out to outside. She's got one of those cats. Yeah, she's got the naked cat. Nothing again. Listen, if you have those furless cats, it's fine, but their buttholes do get stuck on stuff. And they put poop everywhere. So... Redora removes all the art and then... Just know what you're getting into before you buy one. She is sitting out on her patio area I guess the cat comes over and it looks exactly like one of Deese's pieces of art Deese's pieces Deese's pieces Deese's pieces of art (laughs) shit and we know some shit's gonna go down but she's removed all the art so how can she be killed well guess what she has a tattoo of a saw on her neck and it says velvet buzzsaw and that shit starts to bleed and then it spins and buzz buzz and then we cut away but she we know that she, she is basically had a glory hole installed on her neck <laughs> is that the way to describe that that's ex- that's i think that's the medical term yeah. for, she had an art uh, exhibition a glory hole art exhibition a glory hole in her neck oh boy so Do basically she got decapitated glory hole when plugging my business <laughs> she there are no glory holes at Listen, gideon's gallery no, you won't find one you can make them but we don't sell them there are none <laughs> it's an all-ages establishment folks you can bring your kids down to gideon's gallery there are no stop saying gideon's gallery. <laughs> are you gonna have your holiday party this year <laughs> no one listens to the podcast it's fine it's fine um okay so interesting story guys everything that you just heard was recorded two weeks ago because this program well the program i was using to record it completely shit its pants and um i feel bad for josh because he left and when he left i think my head was in my hands and i was crying and uh screaming and is that josh is that an accurate depiction of what happened that that was i don't even think you could get even any more accurate than than that that was exactly verbatim what happened in that order in yeah. that graphic detail so but josh left us to go to a bills game didn't they win 
Uh, they sure didn't. Thanks for reopening yeah. up that wound. Sorry. They lost. Okay. I thought we but won that you know time. What? It's two weeks later, and now we're all older and wiser. So, um, long story short, yeah, the program, like I said, it broke, and I actually thought I lost all the audio that we just recorded. Um, and there was a lot of panic, and like a night passed, and I, I recovered everything, and so we're able to continue. And Josh is awesome for coming back and talking about this movie that none of us actually like. So I, I think was that bright. was that was the most painful part of the night is when we realized we weren't done with this conversation. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> That's pretty much That's correct. accurate. You're like, yeah. hey, uh, you know, you were like, you're going to have to come back. I'm like, that's fine. I'm like, I love you guys. This is great. And then, you know, we had to, I have to come back and continue talking about this movie. <laughs> yep. And that, that's the, that's the real kicker. I think when Josh left, um, him and I were both panicked that we were going to have to watch the movie again. Yeah. Oh, never. oh I was panicked about that too. Don't <laughs> no. worry. Carrie, you just watched this for the first time. Same with Josh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you guys, this I, was my second time, you guys. I honestly was hoping, I remember watching this movie, hoping that like it, 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 it would never happen, but I was hoping like halfway through you would turn to Carrie and I and be like, we don't have to keep watching this if you guys, <laughs> this if you guys don't joke. want, we can just read. No. And like you, you didn't. And I kind of like, I grew this like <laughs> the bit of, I swear to God, I, I was a little bit spiteful at a certain point. I think I, I went through a few stages, like around like 75% of the way through the movie. I just, I got to the acceptance point and then, and then, and then finally it's good, you know, because at the end of it, we talked about it finally got good in a few scenes. Yeah. So, uh, you know. Yeah, so I, I do want to say if there are audio anomalies in this recording, I'm using a different program. It's my first time with it. It shouldn't crash, so that's the good news. But uh, if you notice anything that's different between this and the previous parts of this podcast, uh, that's why. So, but I'm so glad that Josh is back and that we can. We were almost done, um, and so we're just gonna kind of finish the last plot things, and then we're gonna go into our wrap up anyway. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for having me back, and uh, I'll see you later. Oh, That's fuck. It. He's gone. That was it, right? We just needed another 30 seconds, and we're done? We're, oh, wait. There's more to this. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. I'll let you guys do your thing. Oh, Let's go. Jesus. Let's do this. Stop. Don't take over my show. <laughs> <laughs> there was, like, such an awkward... That was, like, the most... Like, you couldn't tell if I was being serious or not. Like, <laughs> Guys, Ben actually <laughs> just pulled a weapon... <laughs> Don't <laughs> do not act like a host here, Carrie. I'm having such a great time. Carrie. Do we need to call security? Bringing it back to the actual movie. Here's where we were. Okay, so glory hole in the neck. Uh, the it's pretty much over let's at this just gloss point. Over the <laughs> gloss over the gloss glory over the glory hole. hole. Make it a glossy glory hole. Uh, okay, com. so. <laughs> <laughs> so, the last scenes of this movie, I mean, the plot is pretty much over at this point. The last couple shots, uh, I don't remember her name now, but the girl from Stranger Things, she's leaving town because she witnessed everybody die. And her parents come, they get her, she gets in her car, she drives away, and the last thing that we see is the homeless people selling Deese's art. Oh, yeah. And, well, technically, we have, over the credits, we have Josh's... Hero. Favorite. Yeah. Josh's hero, John Malkovich. Oh, yeah. doodling in the sand. Yeah. Doodling, and I like this shot. He's. Do you guys remember? He's he's in the sand, and he's, he's just making art for art and letting yeah. it wash away. I thought that was a really nice image. It's very like Buddhist. Yeah, right. Exactly. And if this movie had anything to say about art, that could have been a powerful moment. 
sorry. I <laughs> just I really don't. It yeah. was a nothing scene. It didn't. Yeah. It didn't mean anything. Right. It, it was visually, like you said, it was nice. Like, yeah. I, I. I. Yeah. I just. Part of my. I think part of the question I have for the filmmakers or maker. Uh, what was the whole point of having? Yeah someone like John Malkovich in that movie. You he served hung up almost, I am very frustrated. They're just like, they dangled him in front of me, you know, like low hanging fruit that I tried to pluck and, and consume. And there was none of it to be had. They gave me less than three minutes yeah. of John Malkovich for absolutely no reason. He served no purpose. In my opinion, maybe I'm wrong. Did you guys think that maybe like, did what, what did you get out of his presence in the movie? You know, what? we're going to let it go. I'm no, I think I'd like to hear Carrie's thoughts on this. So, I think that they had so many characters that they it weakened the movie entirely. Yeah. They had too many characters that they were trying to balance. Yes. And they didn't do any of them justice in my book. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, think, I think I saw what they were trying to do with John Malkovich, that he's a commercial artist who's kind of lost touch with his art. He's having what, you know, in the writing world you'd call writer's block, but it's, I don't know, artist block. And so Redora tells him to just get away and make art for himself. But like, again, that's so undeveloped. That little plot point and that theme is there. It's just, it, as you said, it's a nothing moment. It doesn't resonate for me with this particular movie because it is so far removed from what the movie is actually doing. Yeah, I think. Or Josh, yeah. if you want to think of it this way, John Malkovich is like the G. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't say Jesus because you're Jewish, but uh, he was a real guy. <laughs> I think Jewish people part of our okay, know okay, about right. Jesus. That's you guys right. know, I'm you sorry. Guys not know about. Oh wow. Whoa, whoa. whoa. He said it was a uh, listen. Was G Jeebus. Jeebus. What was it? It was, Jeebus. Oh, it's Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. That rings a bell. All right, so. He's kind of like the Jesus here and that he, like, I don't even know what I was going to say she now. <laughs> he's like, he was the one. Uh, yeah, it doesn't make sense. He's not really Jesus. <laughs> you just wanted to tell a Jew about Jesus. I'm all ears, Carrie. Just I'm all ears. <laughs> Hail Satan. Whoa. Well, that took a turn. Hail Satan. Okay, um, so. No, he's like the only one, I think, who isn't affected by the whole Deese thing. Like. He survives. Yeah. Yeah. There's, nothing. There's the other artist, too, the street artist. Oh, you know what? He yeah. walked away from it, therefore he was yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, right. So yeah. it's like he's the one it's who kinship. was super kinship. commercial, whereas Dietz was like undiscovered. And then he does kind of like a backwards, where Dietz yeah. does like a, he gets discovered and he kind of does like a backwards slide. Yeah. And then goes back to like the purity of art and being an artist. And then, yeah, it saves them. He survives. And also, so, yeah, it's I bullshit. I don't know where I was getting with Jesus because he didn't survive. That was mean. <laughs> so I think it's pretty much wrap up time at this point. We've, we've... Yes, please. Okay, so. I enjoyed we're... it. We're good. We're going to get I can't to. I can't talked about Jesus. <laughs> we're going to get to our actual wrap up here. Okay, so we have two questions we need to answer. The first question is. Was it scary? No. No. Not even a little bit. No. And I hate horror. Yeah. And it was not even a little bit for someone that hates right. horror. Right. I don't think this should be considered horror. No. It, it, yeah. I think it's it's wasn't really trying to be scary. It was trying I, to be something else. It's trying to make a commentary. Yeah. And it doesn't do that well. So you remember, I was laughing at times where yeah. it was yes. supposed to be scary. Like, that's... Yeah. 
I love movies like that when that's what they're supposed to be. Right. That was not supposed to be that. No. Right. I think that's, well, I, I don't, I think that's the problem with the movie is it doesn't really settle on what it's trying to do. Like, it's not funny enough to be a horror comedy. It's not scary enough to be a straight horror. It's not satirical enough to be a satire. Again, I think it was trying too much, just like it had too many actors. Yeah. It could have used some workshopping. All right. So our second question is, does this movie have lasting appeal? What movie? Oh, Oh, Velvet Buttsaw. Oh. That was not low-hanging fruit, that Velvet Buttsaw. What was the other one that uh, was? Oh, boy. It was Buttsaw and Buttna. No, I mean, (laughs) sorry, Buzzna. Well, we had uh, Jakey Buns. Yeah, Jakey Buns. Jakey Buns and the Bunsaw. It's all coming back to me Bunsaw. Okay. To answer the question... I do not think this movie has lasting appeal. However, I will say, um, I was poking around on the Twitter sphere, as the kids say, and I did see towards the end of 2019, some people actually like putting this movie as their number one favorite horror movie oh, of 2019. I, I never meet those people. <laughs> I, and if I do, I don't. If you listen, uh, if you like... If you enjoyed this movie, please keep it to yourself. <laughs> I and also if you're, you know what, you know what, tell the world. I don't care. But if you're around me, just uh, don't, don't. Let's not talk about it. I think unfortunately it is going to have like a cult following. I don't think it's going to be a very big cult following. I want you to be wrong. But I think it is going to have a cult following. I personally, though, am the big landscape of movies in general. Think it has no lasting appeal, but. I pretentious fucks like pretentious things. Yeah. Here's the thing. We had about we had about 2 weeks between the time of our last recording and now. So I've I've thought about this some and I appreciate movies like this. Like it did try something different. I just don't think it paid off for me. And I would much rather have movies doing things like this movie's doing than say Annabelle touches her dad's butt or whatever it is that is true so i josh do you not did you never hear of annabelle touches her dad's butt annabelle the annabelle franchise annabelle or her dad's butt like i don't even know what you're talking what he's being facetious about the annabelle franchise we talked a lot about horror movie uh there's a little girl we talked a lot about butts this episode i was just bringing it full circle it didn't work like jesus no well you know what i hope not everything can work like jesus (laughs) (laughs) so i do think that yeah as a kind of different take on horror okay i'm glad that i'm not like upset that this movie exists i just don't think it worked for me Okay, so that's it for this episode of Last Year's Horror. If you haven't yet, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for news announcements or just to say hi. And don't forget to smash that subscribe button and rate us on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. It would help. We need your help. Bye. Okay, bye. 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 Bye.